Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran. Today is International Women's Day, and I am honored to have Megan Sullivan joining us on the show. Megan is the head of Global Partner Marketing and SME at SAP and she is recognized annually by her peers in the tech industry as one of the top 100 women in the channel. And with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Ed podcast, Megan Sullivan. Thank you, Brian. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. Megan, I couldn't think of another person I would rather have on my show on International Women's Day than you. Oh, that's so nice. I really appreciate that. And, you know, we, we have a lot to celebrate, but we also have a lot to talk about. We do. We do. Which is another reason I'm glad that I have you on the show. Um, You know, I know that you are a a huge supporter of early talent, and I know that you uh, always go above and beyond. I I see people request things of you, you know, almost every day, you know, help or advice or whatever. And you're always so giving, especially to women. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, I really believe in that whole phrase of pay it forward. And I was fortunate enough to have a sponsor in my career when I was younger. And now it's my responsibility to pay that forward. And hopefully the women I'm helping now will do the same when they're later in their career. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. So let's get into it. The first, the first question I have is, you know, what is the state of women's leadership? in the U.S. and abroad, given your role internationally, and you have a a look, you know, you kind of have a a view of of what's happening. Yeah, well, this is where, you know, like I said, a lot to celebrate, but a lot to talk about. So we actually have some bad news coming on this front. And Brian, you had shared this amazing article with me of some recent research that McKinsey did, and it was shocking. So um, just in a nutshell, so 5.3 million women have left the workforce since this pandemic started. And to put that in perspective, that's more than the population of New Zealand as a country. It puts us at a 33-year low in terms of women's employment, according to McKinsey. And, um, you know, women feel like they're failing at everything right now. And kind of the worst stat I think I heard is one out of four women are currently thinking about either downshifting their careers or leaving the workforce altogether. Right. So this is just absolutely unwinding years of painstaking progress to gender equality, for sure. And in another study I saw from the Economic Development Forum, um, they're saying it sets us back a century in terms of progress and, and where we've come. So it's, uh, you know, that COVID-19 has not been a friend to women in equality, for sure. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wow. Wow. That is, you know, and I read that I I didn't I read that article and it's funny. Some of those numbers resonated with me. But the whole idea of one in four women having to leave the workforce, you know, because of any reason is is a failure to the entire system. Right. Totally. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, it's this it's this unsustainable pressure and anxiety. And the report was really interesting because it talked about the three groups of women being affected the most are working mothers, certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to stay home and, you know, homeschool their kids and, and work at the same time. Senior level women that, you know, have high expectations for performance on their job, but still having to really try and, you know, balance that home life and probably kids at home or, or families to, to deal with. And then black women, 
um, with a lot of the uh, political pressures going on, uh, you know, what, what happened with George Floyd. And yep. next week we have the trial going on uh, with yeah. George Floyd, and that's going to bring a whole new set of stresses to, to Black women as well. So I'm trying to be very cognizant of that and, and really dig into what can we do to help. So I love that. And, I, and I'll tell you why, because those are uncomfortable conversations to have, right? It seems like for decades, we've been kind of pushing this ball forward towards equality for women and minorities. And we've made progress, right, as, as a, a society and a, in our economy. But it's like when the going gets tough, it's every person for themselves. And for whatever reason, men have fared better than women. And because we've fallen back on those old stereotypes, right? You talk about women having to be the, you know, take care of the children and uh, women who are struggling now because they haven't, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are so many underlying pressures, right? In, in COVID because there's so much uncertainty, so I like the idea that we're having this conversation, but what, what can we do about it? So, you, you, you know, here's one thing I did notice, and I, I want to bring this up. There were more women in Congress than ever before, right? I think the number has doubled in the last decade. And for the first time ever, we have a woman vice president. And I honestly believe we'll have a woman president in my lifetime. I hope we do. Sure. Yes, um, sure. But... So it, it, it masks this underbelly of what's happening in our economy. The other thing that article talked about was that there were more women moving into C-suite level positions. And I think that's the, the, the other issue is that we're starting to see movement at the top, right? Breaking through the glass ceiling, but all of the support systems are gone. So yes. that first time manager, that middle level manager who's starting to grow into a position and develop a career is suddenly getting derailed because of the pandemic. Would yeah, you I mean, you make a great point. And it's so interesting because a year ago, we were sitting here on International Women's Day kind of celebrating the success of percentage of women on boards and yeah. people getting into the C-suite. And we talked a lot about you know, early talent getting developed. And here we are, you know, unwinding a portion of that. And your statistics are super interesting. I think too, okay, let's talk about those rising women and the early talent and, and those kind of next up. We can't underestimate the mental health issues going on in that age group either. You know, a lot of these early talents just starting out their careers, going into the office and having that buzz and energy of being with their teams now are sitting in apartments by themselves or in many, many cases have gone home to live with their parents, you know, wh wherever they were born and raised. And they're not getting that same nurturing and development and, you know, push up the ladder that they used to. Right. Um, and I think, you know, we have to recognize that you're absolutely right. And so really nurturing that level of women also extraordinarily important. You know, one side note too, when the pandemic hit, was there a memo that got sent out that said every child under 35 needs to move home? And there was. And I think you received it because all your children are at home, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that happened, where it said, OK, kids, move home. <laughs> it's great. They save on rent, have some great right. meals, you know. Right. And then, and, and then wait till everything, the dust settles and then you can move back out. But these but so the problem is like like. Um, I think that when the economy like fully reopens is when we're really going to see the damage that the pandemic has done Absolutely. to small businesses, to 
underserved communities and to women and minorities in the workforce. But what are, I don't need, I guess, you know, you have to assess the damage first, right? And that's what that article did. It says, you know what, we have a huge problem here because Mm -hmm. as much as we'd love to celebrate the success of women, and again, going back to those anecdotes, Kamala Harris becomes the first woman vice president. Let's celebrate. Look at, we've broken through that glass ceiling. We have more, we have 24 women senators and I think another 100 or 120 women uh, in con- in uh, the House of Representatives, let's celebrate, and it takes it takes our eye off of what's happening over here. It's it's what's happening, you know, to the left is is suddenly taking our eyes off of these women who are struggling with uh, mental health issues, like we all are, and and losing their jobs. What it, I, it might even be too early to have this conversation, but what's one or two or three ways to even start stemming the tide? Well, I think the most important thing, and I'm glad we're doing this today, is number one, just talking about it, having an awareness about it and putting a name to it and not being afraid of having the conversation, I think is so important because I do feel like there's a large percentage of our population, you know, in women suffering in silence. Yeah. They're, you know, they're trying to do everything at their best. They feel like they're failing at everything. They're having to kind of hide it from work because they don't want to appear as if, you know, they can't perform, you know, struggling with their children, struggling with their husbands, struggling with their families. I mean, it, you know, first is just having an awareness about it. I think that's so important and, and letting people know, you know, one of my favorite phrases, it's, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. And just talk about it. Right. And, and vulnerability is the new invincibility. Love that. Yes. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, and guys are actually the worst of this, you keep everything inside. And one day your head just pops off your body and everyone goes, wow, what happened to Brian? His head popped off. Right. 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 And you know, you're, you're, you're right at that too. You know, uh, some people are willing to talk about it. Some not, I think, you know, first of all, have the awareness and talk about it, but don't dwell on it too. So we can't turn this into a big, you know, therapy session and woe is me. Right. We need to figure out, okay, now where's the light at the end of the tunnel how are we going to help you? How are we going to give you the support and how do we move forward? And I, you know, I see a lot of amazing organizations out there now starting to put those pieces and parts in place. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to companies as well, probably the most important thing to put the support structures and the, you know, the procedures and things in place to, to help out so that it won't be as disastrous in the long run. But we've got to start now because, you know, even though we have vaccines coming out, which is great. Right. Um, the new normal, I know everyone hates that phrase, but it's it's true, right? Like things will not be the same in the fall or even in 2022 than they were in the past, right? We're going right. to have there, you know, this, this work from home philosophy is probably going to be around for a while, you know, less travel. Um, a lot of people pulled their kids out of school and are homeschooling them. So yeah. does that stay, you know, part of the infrastructure? Do they go back to school? I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions there of, of what it looks like. Wow. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you are, what, what conversations are you having? Like, uh, let's, I don't mean to put you on the hot seat, but you can though. Okay. So I know that you're somebody who always leads by example. And yes. that's why you're recognized not only by uh, the people in your own company, but the people in your industry as a, a top leader. Tell me some of the conversations you're having right now with your teams and, and with even your partners around the world? Yeah, so I'm, I think you're absolutely right. Lead by example. It's important for my team to know that 
you know, there are days when I'm not okay also. When they hear that or when they see senior women in the marketplace or in the industry are also struggling, I think it makes them feel better that they're not alone. Like this is a global shared pandemic, right? We are all in this together. Um, so, you know, I, I will be vulnerable with my team and let them know some of the struggles I'm having in my life. Now, at the same time, I try and stay always on the, you know, the positive silver lining light at the end of the tunnel. That's just who I am. Um, but, you know, one thing is I just, you know, I, I get a little vulnerable with them. The second one is, you know, I was very fortunate in a world of COVID uh, that I had a newborn baby. Um, so he was, you know, a great distraction for me. Yeah. But what I do now is I bring the baby to some of the uh, Zoom calls that I have. And, you know, he may be cooing and crying or whatever, but, you know, it's okay to have this ruckus <laughs> in your life and still be a great leader and, and still be great in the workforce. And I think that's important too. And, you know, we have bring your kids to Zoom, bring your puppies to Zoom, bring your mom to Zoom. I mean, whatever, you know, we, we do those as well with the team. And I think, and finally, it's just really um, having sympathy or empathy, which, you know, whichever one you can get in terms of struggles and what people are experiencing right now. So we have, as an example, some amazing black women in our team. Yeah. Um, and I recognize that they are going through something different than I am. Everyone's having their own experience right now. And we have to recognize they are individual and, you know, customized to that person. But I really, you know, I, I reach out to them and, and let them know that, you know, we care, we support you. What can we do? You know, make sure there's no microaggressions going on in the workforce or make sure they're recognized for, you know, as, as amazing, strong women as they are. Because um, times are hard for them. And I think you know, we talk about women and percentages and rising in the executive suite. Um, and I often have one gal on my team that says, well, where are the black people in the executive suite? You know, she makes yeah. a great point. It's like, well, you know, that's the next hurdle we need to hit. And Kamala is a great first step to that. I, I love all of that. And I agree with you. And I think uh, the person on your staff who's asking those questions is one has every right to. And yes. two, um, I applaud her for having, again, those uncomfortable conversations, because we're going to have to have a lot of them, uh, Absolutely. In, in, you know, in 2021 and next year and the year after, because it's about unraveling this mess, you know, this great leap backwards that we took, you know, so that next year on International Women's Day, we can talk about some of the progress we've made, getting women back into the workforce who left for whatever reason. And you know what we call that here, which is so great. It's the new buzzword at SAP. We call it psychological safety. And it's a culture being handed down from us from the CEO suite on down of do people feel like they're safe and they can be authentic and come to work with their true authentic self and say whatever they need to say. And I love that our company is you know, empowering people to have psychological safety. You know, what's funny. And as you said that one, one phrase that I've heard quite a bit in 2021 that I didn't hear last year is career break. Mm. And these are successful women um, who I think they, it, it's almost like it, it, they got hit in the head with a two by four, you know, that they said, I'm on the wrong path. Sometimes, sometimes a pandemic is just what the doctor ordered. Absolutely. Because, because you've been on the wrong path. And you didn't have the courage or you had blinders on and you thought, this is where I, I have to be because I've invested so much of my time and my energy and my resources. 
And I'm, I'm hearing this from women on Wall Street who've been there 10, 15, 20 years who are taking these career breaks. And to me, that's okay. Like, if that's why you're leaving the workforce, because you need to figure out what the meaning of your life is, and it's not this, and you've known that all along, then 100%, like, that's what you should do. I could not agree more. I mean, I think crisis and times of hardship brings out the best time to be uncomfortable and make those hard choices. Um, And I have seen the same thing across our industry. You know, a lot of women either changing jobs or changing careers or going into a totally different field or saying, you know what, the kids are young and need me and I want to be there for them and and leaving and doing that. And, you know, we talk about the future and the new norm. I think that's absolutely okay. And I think we will have a wave and it's going to be a while, maybe three, five years out where those women want to reenter. And that's going to be great too. And, you know, they will be better for it and stronger for it and have a much more fulfilled life. And, you know, I, I at the end of the day, when we're on our deathbed, you know, nobody is going to be at my eulogy talking about how I built up the channel for SAP, right? Right. right. <laughs> going to talk about who we are as people and what we contributed to the world. And, um, you know, there's there's a bigger meaning to life and, than And your today. legacy. And your legacy. You know, that one of the greatest questions, I read this in a book, what is the meaning of my life? Mm. And that there's no better time than right now, today, on International Women's Day, to ask that question. What is the meaning of my life? And am I on the path to fulfilling that meaning or that purpose? Or am I in the path to the path? Because, again, going back, you know, not everybody is leaving the workforce for the wrong reasons. So I think we have to, we realize that as we peel back the onion, we'll say, you know, some of this is actually good because it's, it's people who are on the wrong path who will get on the right path. But that's a question I encourage everybody to ask, regardless of your age. I think that is such a great you know, action item, if you will, for Women's Day and for reflection this week for people to really, truly, you know, step away from work, do some meditation, take a long walk and think about that. It's, it's so great, Brian. And I think it could turn this, you know, this crisis and all this bad news into something, you know, beautiful and transformative. Um, so I have a surprise for you. You do. I, I love surprises. On, on International Women's Day, you know, I know the work that you do at SAP with your teams and developing uh, early talent. And the reason I know this is because I think it was about six years ago, you gave uh, an opportunity to a sophomore in college who uh, it's, it's probably changed her life and her career path. And uh, that would be my daughter, Justine. And uh, somehow uh, the apple fell very, it fell very far from the tree. Uh, and, and she's managed to stay at SAP this entire time. And, and nothing as a father has made me happier than making that introduction and saying to you, you know, I, I know Justine is a hustler and she'll work her butt off, but if she's not, not the right person for your team, then, then by all means, you know, you make that decision. And thankfully uh, you, you brought her in, but I figured on International Women's Day and for all of the work that you've done helping early talent, I want to bring Justine on to ask you a couple of questions 
on the that podcast. Is so fun. And you know, it got hijesting and it goes back to that story I talked about earlier, where earlier in my career, I had a, a, a gentleman bring me on and sponsor me in my career. And I promised him I would do that to someone in the future. And when I met your daughter, it was not a favor to you, Brian. I just, we really saw something in her and we saw potential and she is a hustler and a go-getter. Um, it has been nothing but a pure joy and honor to have her on the team. And she has been everything I knew she would be and more. So I am so excited to talk with her today and to continue to sponsor her through her career and knowing absolutely full well that, you know, she will do this to a young early talent, you know, in the future and tell this story on a future podcast about what she's doing. Thank you so much, Megan. And thanks, Dad, for having me on the podcast today. Um, I've definitely learned from you everything that I want to be as a leader one day. So um, looking back at when you started your career, what advice would Megan today give to 25-year-old Megan? Oh, my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, what advice would I give? So I would give the advice that I've actually kind of lived through my career. And, and Justine, and I have actually talked about this tactic. It's my favorite thing that I do even now in my career. And that is whenever I'm in a meeting or answering an email or doing anything in my job, I act as if I'm one level up from who I actually am. So for example, if I'm in a meeting and there's, you know, big conversation going on, I will act as if I'm my boss and answer the question as if I'm a level up. And what that has done, and I, you know, I tell my 25 year old self to do that for sure. And I tell everyone, you know, to do that. It allows you to answer the question and present things in a broader level. You do better things for the company that way. Um, and, you know, certainly being, you know, representing yourself that way when it's time for your boss to move on or promotions or whatever, you automatically get tagged as, oh, that person's ready for this job because they already speak in that language. So that's, that's what I would tell my 25 year old self. I love it. And do you have any quote or mantra that helps you guide you on your journey? And if you, what, what is it and how has it helped you? Yeah, I think, you know, as we get older and reflect back, not just on our careers, but on our life and our choices and everything, it's very easy to question, gosh, did I do that one right? Um, you know, did I have a better choice? How am I doing? You know, big questions coming in front of me. How am I going to make that choice? Um, I had an amazing executive coach about five years ago that we worked together on my mantra, and it is in Megan, I trust. And anytime I make a decision or I think about decisions I've made in the past, I say, you know what? My life has been pretty great. My career has been pretty great. Certainly lots of bumps along the way, and it hasn't always been rosy, but I've made the hard choices and I trust in myself that I'll continue to make those hard choices that push me forward in the right way. So in Megan, I trust is, I, I use that probably on a daily basis when I'm kind of thinking through things. Megan, I trust. I love it. Another, actually another, um, something that you've told me, which I always remind myself is to have the one second of courage. Yes. Um, and cause I always sometimes get nervous when I want to ask a question or jump on a call and present. And I always go back to the reminder that you told me just have that one second of courage and then it all gets uh, easier from there. Yeah. And it's actually 20 seconds of courage. Uh, <laughs> that, it, it's funny. It came from my daughter when she was in kindergarten and started a new school. And she went onto the playground and said, mom, I got 20 seconds of courage and asked this girl to be my friend. And I thought, how cool is that? And so I did tell you that, Justine, and that when you're in a meeting and you feel insecure or you're not quite sure what to say, or you don't know how to ask for that promotion or that raise or what you need, 
just have 20 seconds of courage because the worst thing that they can happen is somebody to say no. Hey, at least you tried, you know? Yeah, so I have more than one second. <laughs> you have plenty one of time. great though. You're acting fast. Yeah. Well, like thank it. you so much um, for letting me ask you a few questions and for having me on the podcast. And I'll hand it back to you. Yeah, yeah. Justine, I cannot wait to hear your story about 15 years from now and what you're going to do for someone. So thank you for being amazing. And I can't wait to see what you do with your career, too. Definitely. Well, this, um, it really, you know what? It's been amazing. It, it, uh, I, I love watching, you know, Justine is working uh, from home while the pandemic is on and we constantly talk about the work that she's doing and she will invariably reference you or some other woman in the company. You know, I I talked to this woman and I'm so inspired and they help me. And, and I see that a lot at SAP. Like there is, there is definitely this, um, it's almost like a, a, a code, like like a code of of where we will help other women in this con- in this company. And, we call and it a tribe. Yeah, a tribe. A, a tribe. tribe. I love yeah. that. But it's it's you know Justine's talking to women all over the world too, and she said, you know, I had such a great conversation with this woman or that woman, and I said, oh, who is she? And you know, she might be two three levels above her, and 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 in a totally different capacity, but. You know, they connected and and I see SAP does that, right? They they encourage mentorship and having conversations outside your own area of the company. Well, I feel so fortunate to have landed in this company because we do have an exceptional percentage of, you know, amazing women around the globe at all different levels. And uh, yeah, very, very supportive environment. And uh, I just, I feel really lucky to be here. It's just a perfect fit for me. So I love it. You know, one last question. You deal, obviously, with a lot of partners, right, all yes. over the world. Uh, what are there, about 23,000 partners now? About that, yeah. Are you having a lot of, are you having more conversations today with women decision makers than you have in the past? Like, Do you see more women being represented in the partner companies? I would say yes, definitely. I think there's been, uh, you know, a a steady increase of women represented at the same time, you know, I I see SAP probably more accelerated, you know, in that way than some of the partners, but there are some amazing rising women and women, women leaders out there in the partner world for sure. And I would say as an industry, if you just specifically look at channel, um, there are a lot of women executives in the channel at different partner companies at different vendor types, you know, different, uh, you know, different aspects of that. And that's been amazing too. So we, we, we formed some, you know, some great advisory councils around that as well. Good. It's a conversation that I want to continue having with you. So at some point we're going to have to have you back on the podcast to talk about maybe some of the progress that's being made, or maybe some more issues that have been uncovered, but I don't think we should wait for, you know, next March on international women's day to talk about some of the things that have happened. So uh, that's my way of inviting you back onto the podcast at some point in the future in 2021. Great. I'd love to be here. And, you know, hopefully we can talk about better news next time around for sure. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'd like to do. So uh, thank you, Megan. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for leading by example uh, and helping us celebrate international women's day for having the uncomfortable conversations that we had to have today 
in order to, you know, the only way you can fix a problem is if you address it, address the elephant in the room and then figure out a way to get it the hell out of there. Yeah, right. Well, thank you, Brian. I always love being here and I love how you are, you know, a feminist for us as well in terms of really supporting women. And, you you know, you're a great colleague, a great friend and and a great mentor to me as well. So thank you for everything. It's it's my pleasure. You know, that's one of my favorite jobs in the world is just being your friend and your your business partner and and having these conversations with you. So, all right, we're going to end that on a high note, right? Yeah. So thank you, Megan. Uh, Thank you, Justine, for for taking time out today to join our podcast. And I want to thank our listeners. Uh, Thank you for your uh, suggestions. Thank you for your topic ideas. Uh, And certainly, if you want to share feedback with us, you can reach me at brian at smallbusinessedge.com. And we will see you next week for another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody, and happy International Women's Day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.